This is the Fade You Podcast, episode 38, March 17th, 2021. Hello to all the dads out there and moms. My name is Matthew James. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure you're following our show on Twitter at Fade You Sports. And please subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening. I'm here tonight with Kmart. He's ready for the madness. So ready. And I'm here with Chris Duke. And he's kind of ready for the madness. I'm ready, baby. As ready as I can be. Maybe a, a, I'm, we're talking about madness. You guys know I'm thinking about getting engaged. That's about as mad as you can get, dude. I didn't want to Wait. bring it up. I know. I, did, <laughs> I didn't either because is she going to listen to this? <laughs> no, she's not. Are you sure? <laughs> she knows about us. She does. <laughs> She's listened well, to something in the past. She knows it's coming. She just doesn't know when. She still doesn't know when. Okay. All right. Well, sorry if Chris ruined the surprise himself by talking about it. So, Dennis, record check. Chris, how's he done in the last? It's been, I think, a week and a half since we did the last pod. How's Dennis been doing? So, he was uh, low 40s, I think. Uh, well, Fade Den, Team Fade Den. The non Juanitos out there were up 41, 42, and now we're up over 46. We're pushing back to 50 before his Christmas day. Uh, the team den is, it was, we, we consider it the Christmas day massacre and he considers it the Christmas day miracle on 34th street. But uh, you know, so we're almost back to that 50 units. He's had a bad ever since we did our pod with the, the nurse, the nurse, right? I think it was at 20 and now we're almost back to 30. He, like he said, he will regress. He will revert back to scum and he has. And, uh, you know, he's been laying low, I think partly because he's been bad. And I don't know if he's just waiting for the tourney, but he was pretty bad in conference tourney as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what he fires on come tourney time. So, Chris, people who are following us, what can they expect and how can they expect Den to be betting during this first weekend of March Madness? Well, if you guys have been following the last week, he fired on four dogs. And by four dogs, I mean uh, first half and full each. So he fired on two dogs, first half and full. And he went 0-4. And, and you just know when you saw it. Because they're baby dog. He never, he's never going to take like a double-digit dog or eight or nine. Like it's always a, a square dog that's getting like one or two that he thinks, oh my God, that team should win. And they're getting points. So be careful with that. We love when he's on a dog. And then we can take a fave a sharp fave. And uh, so, yeah, just see it. He's going to probably lay six, seven, you know, that mid range and say, Oh, this team can win by 10. And then he might take a little, well, like I wouldn't be shocked if he's on uh, some of the short dogs starting early in the tourney um, thinking, Oh yeah, that dog's live. But uh, a lot of folks might be thinking like him. I think he was on, it was like Iowa against Illinois and maybe FSU or no. UNC against FSU, maybe. But you're right. It was those short dogs that are only getting a couple points. And he's like, oh, that's a pretty good team. And they're catching points. They might win. And then, mm-hmm. nope, lose every single one. Sorry, Den. Yeah. So look, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Iowa and, and North Carolina against uh, FSU. Yeah. Yeah. So we look forward to Den's plays throughout the tournament. Even if you do nothing else but fade Den, you'll probably come out of this March 
profitable. So keep an eye out for those plays blasted out on Twitter. Now, before we get to the tournament, we have the first four, which is a little different this year. Usually it's in Dayton, a couple of days before the tournament begins. And now we have them uh, all the same day. And it's the day before the tournament starts. So we got all of them tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. And Kmart, you like both games in the first four. Go ahead and talk about the edge that you see and uh, how people can win some money here. Well, well, I like the real games in the first four, not the uh, mm, yeah, that's it. Games, which I got leans yeah. on, but yeah, I love uh, I love Drake, uh, love 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 them. And if uh, you weren't looking for for us on Twitter, uh, you missed that line change. We got Drake at plus one and a half, plus two, depends on when you saw it. Uh, it's now Drake minus one and a half. Um, and I liked him even before I thought Shanquan Hemphill was coming back. And now it looks like he's coming back and he's their leading scorer and rebounder as a guard. So I know he hasn't played in weeks, but you know, with him back, that's just, that's just a push for Drake even more. Wichita State's not that good. Um, you know, it's had some character wins, you know, winning some close games by one and two points, but, uh, you know, those could have gone either way and they're not even in this tournament. So love Drake. Uh, I, just, I still like them at minus one and a half. Um, you know, I, I just think they're the outright better team. I think they're going to win this game by close to double figures uh, and move on to play uh, my USC Trojans. And then for the other game, you know, I like UCLA a lot. And, you know, like you just heard, I'm a SC Trojan fan, but you know, I like to pick winners, and UCLA is crawling into this tournament playing a, wouldn't say red hot Michigan State Spartan team, but again, one of those one of those games where everyone's going to be picking Michigan State because they're always in the tournament. Duke's not there this year, but Michigan State's back with Tom Izzo, and if you haven't watched this team play, they're they're very inconsistent offensively. They are very challenged. I don't know how the fuck they beat three top five teams. They just got hot, played up to the competition, but UCLA is a lot better than people think. And uh, I think they're going to take care of business as well. I like it. Uh, Chris, one thing you'll hear a lot of, you know, sharp guys that give advice for picking your brackets is to don't forget about these teams that are kind of wounded coming into the tournament because people forget about them and then they can end up winning a game, two games, winning a first four game and then winning in the first round too. I feel like Syracuse does this like every year. People kind of forget about them and oh fuck Syracuse is in the sweet 16. But do you kind of like that UCLA take? They had a couple tough, they had a tough loss against SC and then they lose outright to Oregon state in the PAC 12 tournament. And I feel like people write teams like this off. Yeah, for sure. I think they're coming in on a, is it an L4? I think at least three or four yeah. lost to Oregon state, lost a close one to SC. They're just kind of limping in a lot of folks thought, I wonder if they'll, you know, get in or not. And, um, and then obviously Michigan state at 15 and 12. I mean, if they didn't do what Kmart just said, if they didn't have those big wins over those top teams, they're not even a question to get in They're They're, you know, behind us, but uh, obviously UCLA has a better, better record but yeah i think that that's probably a narrative people are going off of michigan state's hot they're they're beating good teams and look at ucla they're scum you know they're they're losing to teams like oregon state and 
and I mean, all those teams are pretty decent. I mean, SC, Oregon, Colorado, those aren't, you can't, you know, you can't get mad at losing to those teams. They're all, uh, are all those teams actually in the tourney? I mean, I know Oregon and SC are, did Colorado made it too, right? Oh yeah. Colorado's yeah. in it, Oregon yeah. State's in it. So they're yeah. five Pac-12 teams. Yeah. So they're all in. I mean, you're losing to teams that are all in the mix. You're not, you know, losing any garbage. So yeah, that'd be, I mean, uh, it seems like something that I see a lot of public action on Sparty, so I'd be inclined to to ride the uh, the dirty dog. Now, one thing you'll hear a lot of people talk about, and Kyle, maybe you can speak to this, is public perception of just the conference itself. I mean, the Big Ten is widely considered to be the best conference in the country with the best teams, and that's why Michigan State – and Michigan State, in fact, has wins over, I think, three different one seeds, if I – I'm remembering that correctly. And the PAC 12 is usually shit on by most people as being a bad conference. So what would you say to that narrative, Kyle, when someone said, Oh, I have a big 10 school that's beaten the best teams in the big 10 versus a PAC 12 school from a conference that isn't very good anymore. I would say go back uh, five years ago and watch Michigan state lose to slightly off center Tennessee. That's it. So it's one of our best Vegas memories. Yeah. So it's, it's, I get it. Um, but that's even a bigger fake spot because I mean, you're betting on 18, 19 year olds. They're going to overlook opponents that they don't think match up well with them. Where these kids who are 13, 14, 15 seeds. I mean, shit, look at, uh, the, uh, retrievers a couple years ago, not being the first team to knock off the number one team in Virginia. I mean, they just, they, pulled their best Steph Curry trick out of their hat and, you know, they came to play. So if, if you overlook, um, it's not going to, it's not going to bode well. Um, I mean, I'm not saying the one's going to go down this year in the first round. I fucking would bet on that. Like it's just the, the one sees this year are some of the best teams I've seen in a very long time, but you can't just think, Oh, they come from the big 10, the big 12, because, there's a lot of parity this year. Uh, you know, Pac-12 has always been down. It's laughed at. If I predict them to at least get three teams into the second round, if that doesn't happen, I would be very, very shocked. And, I mean, it's – I mean, I'm looking at the bracket now, and there's just – there's – every team, you know, is just, you know, pretty good. I mean, even Ohio against Virginia, not – I didn't predict an upset, but I wouldn't be 100% shocked if a 13 beat a four – let's talk about um bracket strategy versus betting strategy because that's really different uh i don't know who wants to start talking about that if you're in a pool with a lot of people in a bracket what's the best strategy to try to win your pool versus just be like the sheep and finish in the middle of the pack chris do you have anything on that on uh trying to like trying to pull your cock out and trying to predict some of the yeah because it's so hard right I mean I was thinking the other day it would be so cool to create an against the spread bracket so you kind of can just predict who's going to keep it close because it's so hard you know these teams that are catching 12 13 they might hang all game and then lose by three or four and you know and then that good team goes on so yeah it's very tough um you know you want to you want to you know, there's going to be parity, you know, there's going to be upsets you just don't know, you know, we don't have that, 
we're not fortune tellers. We can't see which one's which. Um, we just got to try to see what we've seen all year. And, and, and again, like it says, you got to have a short memory. You got to think, oh, you know, like this team Colgate. Colgate played like a bunch of games by the, to, against the same people like Boston University and Holy Cross and Army. Like they didn't have much variety in their but they're 14 and one, like they just destroyed everyone. So I'm like, is, is Colgate going to hang, uh, you know, as a 14 seed? I, I mean, I'm inclined. It's only, I think they're only catching eight against Arkansas. Who's like played in this gauntlet of SEC against Tennessee and Florida and, and all these good schools that are ranked and, and they're killing it. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that just seems like a smelly line. So you got to just stay, you got to just stay the line and, you know, like, think that dogs are going to be live and and pick ones that uh that you think can can hang close and, and go ahead i you know there's so many brackets you could do it's awesome you could fill out some that have some wild you know crazy fit underdogs and then you can do a couple chalk but uh you know it's it's crazy it's tough because like kyle say you're in a, a bracket pool with 100 people and you figure okay 30 to 40 of these people are probably going to have gonzaga winning at all so do i want to be one of those people and try to have my bracket differ elsewhere, maybe along the way, or do I want to really go for it and maybe pick somebody a little bit off the radar? Cause it's like, okay, do you want to win or do you want to finish in the middle of the pack? Do you want to finish 15th? It's, it's really tough in these really big bracket pools to not be so similar that you're just going to be like everybody else's bracket, but also not be too crazy and end up getting last place. Right. I mean, this is this is probably the first year I've ever done two brackets. I mean, I, I kind of hate those people who fill out 10 brackets and they're, you know, they're, they're all different. You know, they have one where they're picking up sets, one where they're kind of chalk, and then, you know, they kind of just do the rest in between. Um, you know, I think it's just kind of chicken shit. Like, it's fine. It's fun. But, you know, I really try to just do one, do one as perfect as possible and kind of let it stand. But I did two this year because – SC probably has the best team they've ever had since I've been alive. And I just, I mean, the, the fan in me just took them all the way to the championship and winning just somehow it happened. I don't know. But then, yeah, I picked another one with Gonzaga because I mean, they're, they're just so fucking good. They've already beat all the uh, number ones and I think they dominated them. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. They have probably out of those four starters they have they're probably top 10 in talent in the whole ncaa so i just barred an injury i honestly can't see them not making it to the final four and obviously you know anything can happen once you're there but uh you know i you know i definitely try to strategize you know i always try to at least you know get two teams in there because then you're just you know getting points but i mean if you're picking upsets or you're letting that fan in you. So you're letting them go all the way. I mean, you're just taking points away from yourself. So you got to really just find that balance. Um, Know that there's upsets with the 10 and the seven, 11 and the six. I mean, 11 and six, there's really not much separation between the two. So it's not like a, a huge surprise when that happens, but when a 12 is beating a five, you know, that's really where, you know, there's bigger edges between the schools and the talent. Sure. All right, I want to take a really quick break and then come back and talk about uh, just public narratives again and maybe a couple of teams to watch out for for this first weekend. Okay, one thing we should definitely touch on is how and why you should not overreact 
to conference tournaments. You have a team like, um, oh, what's a good example? Kyle, a team like LSU that makes it, they were a little quiet during the season, a little under the radar in the SEC regular season. And boom, they upset Arkansas in the semifinal. And then they play in the in the championship game. They take Alabama down to the wire. So, oh man, look how, look how good LSU looks. So talk about just trying to forget a little bit about what happened in the conference tournaments and remember that this was a really long season and to consider everything and not just the last time you saw these teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I love the way you brought up the LSU game or, or just them in general. I mean, I'm, I'm not picking them to get out of the first round. I love the Bonnies. I love their guard play. They're very talented. Um, but, you know, to go back to your question, and I think an even better example is even Georgetown, you know, playing you Colorado. Go. That's another trendy one where, you know, yeah. what they did in their conference tourney. Um, you know, Oregon State somehow just ran the table in the Pac-12, but I don't know if they're good enough to get out of the first round. I mean, they, yeah. that's some of the best ball they played in those three days. They were on fire. Uh, you know, coming back from 16 down against UCLA. So, you know, a lot of them, they kind of, it kind of runs its course. And I think it's an easy first round fade. Um, I mean, you got to really kind of look at matchups and are, is this truly a team that matches up well and they're playing hot right now? Or is it just a team that got a little lucky? They've already seen their opponent twice. They knew some advantages they can take because, what people don't remember or I think think about in the tournament here is I don't really care if a, if a 12 is, is up 10 points for the majority of the game against, against a five at some point that five is going to impose their will. And we see it year after year in those last seven minutes, the other team loses their legs, come back, win, and everyone's surprised by it. Oh, they, they let their foot off the gas. No, it's because they, they kind of knew what they were doing. Maybe they didn't come focused, but they knew they had the talent in the end and, you know, just kept playing within themselves and kept it close. And then they, they struck. Chris, it's a good year to talk about this because you do have teams like Georgetown that ran the table in their conference tournament. Um, Oregon state, like Kyle said, Georgia tech is another one. So, and, and you can probably speak more to fading these things that the public latches onto. Why is fading, the public and fading these public narratives so much more lucrative in events like March Madness, where, where things are just so highly bet and the volume is so high. Yeah. I mean, it's because, yeah, everybody, I mean, look at, you know, we have plans. Everyone's going there. Riley's going there. Everyone's going to Vegas. Everyone's going to have all eyes on March Madness. Everybody loves it. Everyone wants to hammer it. Now, I mean, I just, you've got to look out for these ones. I mean, if you're going to look out for, we talk about stinky lines and poopy lines. I mean, this is the time you need to, you know, look out for it. Cause sometimes a, a game that's a, you know, four o'clock Pacific, you know, Detroit Pistons against the, the Charlotte Hornets, that's not going to get much action. Now, if we're talking six forty prime time Pacific on Friday night, Syracuse and SDSU, you know, now we're talking and we're talking a six seed Aztecs that are on absolute fire. They haven't lost since freaking 
January 16th. They've won like 20 in a row, and you got the the Orange. They're not limping in, but they lost to Duke, who's not on the turn. They lose to Georgia Tech. That's fine. And then lose a close one to Virginia. And they're just whatever. Okay, 11 seed. Why is that only minus three? Why is it only Aztecs minus three when they're wait? You know, it's just like a lot of these people are going to think that's free money. Same with Villanova, uh, you know, only laying six and a half. Winthrop's a tough school. I mean, 23 and one. I'm not saying that they played tough talent, but to, to win almost all, go undefeated against your whole, all the schools you play, you just got to look out for all those, um, you know, all those ones that just seem like bait. Texas Tech, too. Obviously, they're in the Big 12. They play a lot of competition, the Kansas, the Oklahomas, and Texas, all that. But you got Utah State. That's They've been playing some tough people, too. So, like Kmart said, look out for those 11s, those 12s. Um, any, I think the hot spot's 11 to about 14. Within those ones, those usually there's not that much. Um, and you can you can catch someone, and uh, especially if everyone you, you talk to is taking that one. Everyone in the bracket has Arkansas. Look out for a Colgate. Everyone has Texas Tech. Look, just take Utah State. Go ahead and fade the public. Definitely. Let's talk about a couple teams. Kyle, do you have any darlings that you really are excited about watching this weekend? I know Wisconsin was one that I think you're really interested in. Yeah, you know, I do like Wisconsin, uh, you know, on the Friday game. That's probably my favorite game on Friday. Uh, another another game where I think the line is incorrect. But, you know, it's shitty. Uh, I love Drake. I love watching this team play. And it sucks that they, you know, assuming they get by uh, Wichita State, that they have to play SC because I would predict Drake to make a run. Uh you know, into, into the sweet 16. And I mean, who knows, maybe they still beat SC and do it, but I will be a little pissed off to say the least, but Drake's very good. So SC better, they better make their fucking foul shots in the final three minutes. That's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, I like the Bonnies, um, you know, a lot of nine C's. I, I'm not really finding, you know, what Chris was just talking about, you know, those 11 to 14s. I know what, we both talked about, but I'm not finding one that I really love. That's going to, you know, be that Cinderella story of, of uh, the return after COVID. And your antelopes from Grand Canyon, keep it close against Iowa. Can they cover the 14, the 15? You know, the line's <laughs> probably about right, but uh, oh. I, I think they're going to be outsized. Uh, they, I think they could keep it within 10, but kind of what I said with that imposing of the will, it could Iowa get pulls 20. away late. Yeah. yeah it could get the 20 late. It could, it could get scary, but yeah, I mean, Grand Canyon, happy to see them in the tournament. You know, they have a really good basketball program for, you know, who they are. Chris, what about you? Anybody that's that you wouldn't necessarily expect to survive these first four days, but wouldn't shock you if they were hanging around. Yeah, I mean, those ones I just named, uh, those seem like, you know, those were all about three to seven, eight-point spreads. So those never shocked me. You know, it wasn't like it's minus 20 or anything. Some of the ones on uh, – just those were all Friday. Some of the ones on Saturday, you know, there's a lot of good late ones. You know, Abilene Christian, you know, they're the same state. They're going to want to play Texas tough. Um, VCU, I wouldn't be shocked if VCU comes out 
Oregon's always, you know, a weird one. They're only laying five. That's kind of an interesting one. Um, Maryland's kind of limping in their two and three in their last five. Connecticut's coming in kind of hot. Connecticut's only laying two and a half. Wouldn't be shocked if the Terps do something. And, and uh, here in our home state of California, you know what? Why not? Go Gauchos, go. <laughs> only catching seven from Creighton. Go UCSB. Nobody knows about them. Everyone goes, who's this team? They suck. Great cards. What's that? Yeah, they're hot, man. They're hot. They're going to floss. I think UCSB has only lost one game this calendar year. I think three of their losses were back in December. And I think they've only lost one since then. Wow. You're you're right. Yep. They last loss was December 28th. Well, they got one on February 27th. Yeah, but that's, but that's it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's against a decent UCR school. But yeah. Um, you know, everyone, that's one, like we, that's talk about the narrative of Creighton kind of looking up like, who's this guy? We're Creighton. We're big, bad. And we're in a big, cool conference where we got in. (laughs) We, you know, we got like six bids, seven bids. You guys, UCSB gets one bid because they won, you know, they just beat the anteater. So, um, that's good. And then I like the Bonnies too. I like that, uh, Kmart. So Saturday looks to be a great game, great, great slate of games. Kyle, I know you were you were cashing on uh, Cleveland State in their conference tournament for sure. Plus twenty against Houston. Yeah, I mean it, they're obviously worth a look to you know take the points, but uh, you know definitely not picking picking an upset there. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean you guys, if you guys haven't seen them play, you'll like them. Their their bench never sits down. They're in the game, hooting and hollering. They're they're really fun to watch. They play very physical. So, you know, again, one of those games where they can probably keep it fairly competitive, pretty close, but down the stretch, uh, you know, look for the uh, more athletic and a uh, season team to just kind of pull away and impose that will. Okay, Chris, last thing here. So there's not too much poop anymore because all these teams are pretty good these teams were good enough to win their conference tournament, even in these small crowd, even in the non big, cool conferences. But here's one for you. Hartford plus 26 against Baylor. Can you do it? Oh man. You're going to have to absolutely. If you, if you take that, you're going to have to just sit back. Don't even, that's one of those. Don't even watch it. Go to the blackjack table. If you're in Vegas Go play a couple of hands, get some some liquor in you, and just pray that it lands like seventy five to sixty or something, or eighty to eighty to sixty, and you cover your your freaking twenty, you know, or eighty one, whatever. So, but yeah, I'm not gonna. That those are so hard, huh? Man? Those are I don't really know about hard. You, but those those are so hard. Also, what was the other one? There's some other uh, first rounders that are like twenty points, and it's just like they can stay. You and I have talked about that. Maybe if you're going to take those, sometimes those are the ones that will cover first half. Like they'll cover the plus 14 or whatever it is first half. They'll keep it within 10. And then the superior team just runs away with it. So I'd say take an eye, you know, eye some of those teams that are just really scum, the 16 seeds, keep an eye out for them, maybe keeping it close. And because Baylor does that, Baylor will let a team hang. Same with Gonzaga. They might let you hang for a little and they'll just gas pedal it up. So be careful. It'll be like 37 to like 28 at halftime. 
and then it'll somehow end like 85 <laughs> to 49 or something like that. It's like, yeah. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, that escalated quickly. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, well, I'll see you guys in Vegas uh, over the next several days, and we're looking forward to a good weekend. Um, Westgate Clubhouse on Sunday. That'll be a good time. I uh, can't wait to just be there degenning with my dads. Kelly, Kelly. Mm-hmm.